0: It's crazy how, how those things are. I mean, it's, it's inspiring, but it's also a little disheartening. It's a lot of things for me, but it's crazy how much of that stuff is still, all of it is still so relevant. And I'm, I'm curious to know, and I would love to like talk about it. It's like, how do we stop it from being a cycle of like great leaders who have great things to say and like who know, but it's like, and fight so hard to spend their whole lives fighting but then we I don't want these same I don't want to have to do this 50 years from now and then they, they you know they quoting you or like quoting whoever in the same thing so it's like I wonder what we have to do to to like stop that cycle I have some ideas I don't like, there's no concrete ideas oh. but I have a feeling of course economic power I, I absolutely agree with that but I feel like even before that's possible it's like we got to turn our sights, like, from outward at the system, which is totally wrong, like, completely wrong. But we got to turn our sights from, like, looking outward at the system and how wrong it is to, like, inward and, like, how we've been affected by it and and how we can, like, work every day to, like, clean ourselves. Like, we got to clean. We we poison, bro. It's, like, a lot of poison. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm, like, totally enlightened like no I see but that doesn't mean I'm not affected by what I grew up seeing we grew up watching ourselves be criminals on TV we grew up watching ourselves be criminals in the movies we grew up watching ourselves be gangster rappers we grew up watching ourselves being a lot of things of uh, video girls we we grew up with this so it's like a level of like I feel like self-reflection and honesty that we gotta have. And instead of like marching on Washington, which we've been doing for a long time, it's like, we gotta really march on the hood and like march on ourselves. And like, and, and try to wake each other up like, yo. You know what I mean? Like, Which I know we do, that's what this is doing, but I feel like if we don't, if we don't find a way to like truly love ourselves first and like wipe out that, that, that lack of self-worth that's been established, then that, then that economic power can never actually truly happen. And then even the success we get in America, we only feel like we're successful because we're doing things that white people already did. It's like, I'm the first, I'm the first judge, I'm the first black judge in Oakland, or I'm the first, I was like, yeah, congratulations, but you're only happy because there was white people that was doing it, and now you're doing it. It's like, but, but what are you doing for us? Who's going to make the first store in the hood that's not for profit? It just, It's just a store. Nobody's, nobody's making profit off the store. So I feel like watching those things was inspiring, but I felt like, man, everybody was aiming at the system, aiming at the system. And no, And I'm sure they were, but it's like, I feel like we got to aim, spend more, way more energy aiming at ourselves and like trying to fix ourselves. So that, that's what I'm looking at. Like, okay. I'm ready.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries podcast, where the facts are the facts and the opinions simply hurt people's feelings. Jeek is here. He's here. The intro was bomb. Let's get right to it.
2: What's trending?
1: I'm trending.
2: Oh, since at a time where all this fashion is... Damn! <laughs> it's at its peak. That's when you decide to trend. Damn! Uh. Is that who my co-host is? We're
1: not even five minutes into the episode. You're already taking shots at your boy. I didn't come here for this.
2: I mean... You,
1: you tripping, tripping. You Oh,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I ain't coming for all this. <laughs>
2: that dude be tripping, man. But no, seriously, though, man. On a serious note, I mean, I'm gonna just, you know, I could use the J Cole segment to segue into this so easily because I just uh, what I kept hearing play back into my head is, you know, let's, you know, let's stop the cycle. And you know, when I when I first saw the cycle of the uh, of the rompers, you know, taking off. You know, I looked at it. I was like, okay. You know, I didn't think it would trend. I didn't think it was gonna even. I thought I didn't think it was gonna get that much that much attention. Um, but when I saw it, the first thing that came to mind was like, I mean, I was talking to somebody last week, and I swear that was literally last week, and I was sitting there telling her, I was like, man, I know more male fashionistas than I know female fashionistas. I agree. You know, and I I, I hate to place the blame on single mothers, so I'm, I'm not gonna do that. But I'm I'm gonna say. No matter what, we do come. We do. We do come from an era where a lot of parents, whether whether it's a single dad or a single mom, when their kids are first born, the first thing they want to do is they want to dress them up and have them cute, you know. And then and, and they struggle for that, and they struggle so much for that that the kid sees it. And a lot of times, these kids at the age of seven or eight, all they know is, I want to be fly like daddy. I want to be fly like mama. So the next thing you know the most the most important thing to them is how they look. And the second the second most important thing to them is possibly what's going into their mind. Cause we don't put books in front of kids like we used to anymore. We're we're taking them to the mall and sizing them up for polo outfits and trying to see what type of cute things that we could put on them so we could present them to the social media world. I mean that's and and so when you see the evolution of fashion, which I kind of felt it was funny that rompers is getting the hate that it gets because i'm like bro if you really take it back to the 80s when niggas was rocking velour suits i'm like bro you you're supposed to be gangster in this soft ass velour suit D- i want to hug you like i don't wanna, <laughs> like, i don't, don't want to shoot you to come give you a hug you know and it's like you know it, we're, we're always going to criticize certain fashions, state certain fashions but i do believe that it's getting super effeminate these days like the velour that was one thing. And even when cats start rocking pink, that was one thing. But as the clothes got tighter and the clothes started getting more, it started looking like you could pretty much wear your girlfriend's clothes. You knew we had a problem.
1: To, to further your point, so to take it back, fashion cycles. This romper thing isn't new. It, it the isn't. only new thing about it is that it's probably shorts. Other, so, other than that, like, the Osley brothers used to have... Either you either call it a rump or you call it dicky jumpsuit. Yeah, the dicky jumpsuits
2: was popular when it, I was in high school.
1: Either way it goes, they had that on with with the chest all light, and so I don't see it as a really big deal that it's it's been trending the past week or whatever. I'm not gonna get a romper. Me neither. The only thing that you should get a romper. Let me tell you why you should get a romper. Because women.
2: The fact that he thinks I'm gonna sit here and listen to this bullshit. You better listen
1: to this bullshit. There's a method to my madness. Oh. When I'm on Twitter and I'm seeing them talk about the rompers, all the girls, all the women that say, oh, this is actually cute, it's this chiseled up diesel nigga and romper. That's you. Let me get my roly poly built ass in a romper. They're gonna be telling me no. Like, it, it, but it's like it, everything looks good when it's on the right person. Something looks great on the mannequin, but when you go and try it on in the dressing room, it don't fit you right because you're not built like that mannequin. It looks good on the mannequin. You're the mannequin, sir.
2: Let me tell you something. You're the mannequin, sir. Before I push you off into hell. <laughs> these There's two things I've noticed about fashion as I was growing up. One is fat niggas dress better than most people. Fat niggas know how to dress. And I'm always... Fat, fat.
1: guys and like the, the, the butch lesbian girl.
2: They know how to dress the best. And the second thing I know is one of the reasons why I start working out... Was because it it would make so it you can easy. Godly, I set myself up for that one. It's so I can feel better in clothes I wear. I never wanted to be a sloppy guy in certain outfits So I felt like okay, stay lean. I could pretty much wear whatever I want. It was times where I would go into H and M or something like that, and I would be with uh, JJ. He'd be like, "I hate you. I can't shop in this fucking store." And it'd just be funny because I was like, "Well, shit, lose weight." But it, it, it makes sense. JJ,
1: but JJ's built like a battle toad, so. <laughs> Even if he loses weight, he's still gonna be built like a battle toad.
2: J JJ, he he is built pretty funny, but he's he 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 makes it work, you know. And I feel like you can make it work because I I've always went with what Pharrell said: if 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 you're comfortable in it, you feel good in it. That's your fashion. Like there, you should you don't ever have to jump on a wave or technically what's trending. If you feel good, in it's still niggas out there rocking throwback jerseys. It's still cats rocking baggy jeans. Or over what I would think was oversized polos, people see me in my shirts and they're like, "Man, your shirt's small." And I'm looking at your shirt, I'm like, "Bro, your shirt way too big." Like my nigga, like you trying to hide somebody in there? You know, it <laughs> is. It is what it is. Everybody has what they feel comfortable in. So when you go out and you know you're dressed good and you know you feel good in what you're wearing, whether it's a romper or not, if you feel good in it, man, shit.
1: Do 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 huh? what you do, man. Did you did you see um like 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 my comment bro. oh my god See that? i was gonna
2: lay, i was gonna leave that for off the air
1: she, she liked she liked my comment
2: bro. <laughs> malaya 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 she just she just don't understand
1: hey but that's neither here nor there it's here
2: it's here bro, that's where it is no, how I'm long not about. how
1: long until odell beckham jr has on a romper
2: i thought he had one on before <laughs> i mean i Oh, Odell, Odell
1: doesn't help himself with the gay rumors.
2: He, but but he is probably bisexual though, and that and, and in his day and age, that's okay. I think P Diddy's bisexual. I think a lot of these celebrities are I, bisexual. I, Dog, Superhead said him and Tigger were bisexual, bro. They said that they were into weird shit. How am I gonna believe Superhead? Why wouldn't you? She ain't got shit. What she got a lot for? She was. She already because minutes. she's
1: not relevant.
2: She said that back when she was popping though, when when the
1: when everybody was getting that ass,
2: when everybody was getting getting that mouth. huh?
1: How, yeah. how, how often do you believe what a hoe say?
2: Sixty percent of the time. To really? be, if she if it's a credible hoe, it's a credible hoe. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, I'm just saying. You know, I, 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 everybody lies, no exceptions. Very at much. That, at, so. at that time when she put out that little documentary or whatever, she put out the bi- uh, biography. She put certain people on blast and certain people, their reaction to it made me feel like, nigga, you guilty of something. Because they was ready to sue and they was doing all kind of shit. Fabulous. She talked about Fabulous. I think, was it Fabulous or, oh, the person that gave her the name. He didn't deny none of the shit she said.
1: Oh, which I know we're way Lil Wayne, off. I Wayne. know we're way off. Uh, yeah, Lil oh. Wayne. I know we're way off topic, but did you see where she said no matter what day or what time it is, if Lil Wayne calls, she leaving? Yeah, like she even said she'd be in the bed with her husband, and if Lil Wayne would call, she's leaving. I mean,
2: that was that was that was wild back. I remember. Yeah, that.
1: that was that was wild. Yeah, like there's a if if I'm married to somebody, See, that's an honest. That's an honest person. She's being real, that's, right there. and I respect that. But at the same time, it's disrespectful. Though. It's a short list of people that you're gonna leave our bed for. Lil Wayne's not one.
2: Yeah, I know. You gonna man.
1: have it's gonna be your family. Your best girlfriend, yeah, and then that's probably it. Yeah, it's it's that's not gonna, gonna probably be a, it. another. If guy. your if your best gay friend call you and he he, he he's in a, trouble,
2: he's about to die. He's
1: in trouble. Yeah,
2: he's probably that's gonna, it. Probably the last time you hear from him. That's it. It is what it is.
1: Anybody else you can deal with when the sun come up? Yeah. Point blank. Period. Straight up. I don't even know how we got here.
2: Hey, <laughs> it, needed, it needed to be said though. I mean, it it, it all comes. It all boils back to the where we are in society now. Society is just it's just weird, man. Like, I mean you you talking about I'm talking about celebrities period. Celebrities are just weird to me. I I don't think I'll ever understand them. I think if I ever became a celebrity, I think I'd still be a lot more open and I think people would be able to read me more than I could read a lot of these celebrities. I don't think I'd be on some Charlemagne and Amber Rose talking about Tiger trash, but they saying that they tweets are or, um, or somebody hacked their accounts. I'm trying to figure out why people. How? How? What are y'all passwords? I mean,
1: <laughs> Somebody's y'all guessing wrong? your like, password
2: like that, bitch. Like, what the hell, you know? And I just, I just kind of feel like it's silly. I feel like a lot of these celebrities nowadays aren't really that authentic. They have the followings they have just simply based on popularity. It's really not having anything to do with substance. If you are gonna say something, then say it. Basically. Like I mean, what? What backlash
1: are you gonna get from Tiger? That's gonna really. Man, you
2: I, he probably gay too, you know what I'm saying? So y'all, <laughs> you know, y'all all, y'all all, and, and, it's, and even the, the funny thing about it is, if since we've come to this day and age where we've it's accepted the the LGB alphabet society, it's like I'm surprised that they're not coming to the defense of these people wearing rompers because it's like everybody's calling these people gay. I'm like, okay, yeah all the y'all com, are using all the comments gay are, as a negative gay. slur in the LGBT community, they probably posting this shit too, you know? Say so as far as we know, because but I'm like. I'm confused. I'm like, so is is gay a negative thing or is it a positive thing? Because right now, in this whole week, all I've seen is negativity. If it's funny, it could, it's, it's positive. It's, okay, okay. If it's funny to the masses. Because hmm. hmm.
1: if it's not funny to the masses, then it turns out to be negative. Like, I know, I, I don't know if you have, but I've seen the memes on, on the internet where people say, oh, I'm supposed to meet. Some I'm supposed to meet somebody here for a date. Could you tag them in this picture or something like that? I see it a lot on Facebook. You probably don't see it as yeah, much on I, I, on Instagram, but I see that. But these are pictures of real people, and you're saying, you know, oh, you know, tag somebody, and it, and you're poking fun at somebody, and that's not funny to the masses. That's funny. Explain to a it. I'm getting it. You lost. Okay, me. say it's a say it's a meme, and it's me, and the caption says, "Oh, I was supposed to meet." your homegirl here for dinner, but she she's not picking up her phone, you know, tag her in this picture. Mm. And it's, it's, it's based on the premise that I'm a very unattractive person. Oh. And so they're tagging a person in this picture, this meme, to go look at it, to poke fun at them and to poke fun at me, saying, oh, this ugly person is looking for you.
2: Oh, oh, okay, okay. That's pretty evil. It's very evil. But that's the lack of empathy that has grown to be... Uh
1: because you see this you see this on the internet and in your mind this isn't a real person. This
2: isn't a real person. This at person all. doesn't exist.
1: But fact doesn't matter. This is a real person and they probably see this. I read an article on Yahoo where somebody actually clapped back. They was like, you know, you don't understand that you're getting your laughs in this and there's somebody at home that this is a picture of them. Those
2: dudes in the rompers. I don't know these guys. Yeah. They're probably, their feelings are probably hurt.
1: Yeah. And they're, they're, they're pictures of them and they're seeing these things and they're seeing you poke fun at them and it's tearing them up. Yeah. We all, because we all know somebody a society
2: where we 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 have all of our information just thrown out there to the masses. Like when I was when I grew up, like I was telling somebody earlier today, I remember early 2000, like maybe 2009, 2010, when Facebook really started popping. It was it was basic statuses. It was basic snapshots of a of a uh, you know basic snapshots of a person day then all of a sudden it evolved to statuses getting longer and more personal and more dumb then it got to the point where pictures were more revealing you know it, it was it was a period of time where you could pretty much just you could log on to pretty much every website they had titty tuesday and you got chicks just posting their titties online like what the hell what have we come to where i don't even have to go onto a porn site anymore i could just log on to regular old social media which i thought it was regular and i have chicks Showing titties. I got dudes posting their penis online. Like, what's going on here? Or dudes actually posting clips of pornos onto a Facebook site. Like, what the hell? You know, it went from everything was alright, then it just went all the way left, man. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. So, it doesn't surprise me that when something like that is trending, it's it, it, nobody really finds the need to be like, hey, that's not cool. Because so many people have just, they've been numbed by the fact that it isn't cool. It's just, they don't care anymore.
1: Even to take it a step up, step back further. Remember MySpace when you had had your top friends and you were, you was were more worried about you know what my before you can even do the background layout yeah, where everybody yeah, had yeah. that just a plain orange. You did your bio. You had your friends up there, and then you had your your news feed or your your page. I, I forget I forget the terminology we used for it, and it was just simple. Then it evolved. Oh, you can change your layout. Here's a code. Low-key, you were coding on MySpace but didn't know it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The HTML, oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. why I learned how to do a lot of that little stuff that I yeah. that I do know how to do. Yeah, you're right. You were
1: coding. You changing the layout. You adding music.
2: I know some people that was cold at that, too. Got started getting paid for it.
1: Oh, yeah. And then, and then it just gets to the point where sexualized society takes over mm-hmm. and then you're getting these these fake profiles with just girl's chest and she wants to add you as a yeah, friend yeah 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 spamming and, and yeah, yeah. Spam to spam that, that that
2: was me that was the catfish era was born there like that was 03, the catfish era was born easily and it was so many people that just wanted to get their likes up. They built fake profiles just to get their likes up. Just to get more guys to follow them. Because you you know. Because you this do- is your
1: first time having exposure to the world. True. And you And prior, prior to that, you'd run home. You'd get on MSN Messenger, AOL Messenger, and talk to people you just talked to all day. Pretty much.
2: Pretty much. And then you got into the chat rooms. Yeah, all the chat rooms were very x-ray.
1: A- ASL. 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 Oh, shit. I'm, I'm 23 um, male from Florida. Yeah. You know, just chat. Then you you start talking nasty and shit because I mean that's what perverted teenage boys did all the of time. Course. That's what perverted teenage boys do right now. Of course, perverted grown ass men do right now. But you know, Basically. but this is this was your portal to the world, mm-hmm. and it just started with this, and then it just it it follows you everywhere. It follows you from the chat rooms and instant messages to MySpace to Facebook to Twitter to Instagram to Snapchat. What what did I miss? To
2: all the to all the little dating sites
0: now. It's, all it's, the dating
1: sites. I I told you I have friends that have horror stories about dating sites where people are just on their two sex and it's not even Tinder. Like I don't. First of all, keep trying to tell me. I know this is old and outdated information. That Tinder is an actual dating site. Tinder is a fuck site.
2: I don't know shit about Tinder, but I'm gonna have to take your word for it. Tinder
1: is a fuck site.
2: Wow. That's, that's aggressive.
1: It's aggressive. Not not a sex site. A fuck site. Is it
2: what was what was uh Deb on? What was, it, he was he was They was, made up a site. But yeah, what they was made it, up what was it
1: similar to? Similar, similar to Tinder. It was
2: swipe left, swipe right. Swipe,
1: yep, that's what Tinder Oh, right, Okay, Tinder okay, was. okay,
2: okay. Okay. Damn. I
1: mean, it's all sexualized. Everything is sexually charged now. Even Christian mingle Plenty of Fish. Man, that, stop, saying, stop saying Christian Mingle. That's
2: just, that breaks my heart right now.
1: Bro, here. I swear to God, I got a homegirl. I don't know if she listens to the show or not, so I'm not going to say her name. But she was on Christian Mingle. She's my age, by 30. Old dude, he's about 55, 60. Started off talking night. Boom, ham shot. Out of nowhere. Boy. Ham shot. 55 years old ham shot. She was so distraught about it. She said, Jay, I don't know what to do anymore. I I really don't know. Christian Mingle. Boy, sent the Dingle. (laughs) (laughs) You want Christian Mingle, you get this dingle.
2: (laughs) That don't make no sense, man. I still that still to this day baffles me that a man feels like that's just gonna turn a woman on. Let me sit randomly say Has it worked? Bro, that's sexual assault in my book. It, it has to be sexual if, assault. If if you send your
1: dick to somebody that don't want it, that's sexual assault. Oh. If I if if you send some titties to me that I don't want, that's sexual assault. Yeah, especially if they ugly. Especially if they ugly. Yeah, ugly. And yeah. all
2: dicks are ugly. That's a fact. You that's know, a fact. We've, we've touched on
1: this. We've, I I haven't touched on this. <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: that was, that was a good one. That was a good one. But but um, man, I, just, I yeah society lack of empathy social media it's just crazy to me how social the technology it seems like it has lessened the IQ to an extent rather than you know rather than increasing it cuz i feel like people are doing dumber and dumber shit like i'm watching these dudes in india and they going up some highway doing 60 70 miles an hour and they're they, they put metal plates on the, on the bottom of their shoes and they're just skating they're sitting out their car and they're skating alongside their car with the metal plates at the bottom of their shoes just turned up and then and also in India or Saudi Arabia they have like some type of racing game where it's this is and I'm saying this because they do this stuff strictly for social media they have some type of way where they hook up the wheels on their car to where if they do a certain turn, they start driving on two wheels. And their cars lean over. And they just be like, it's like, you know how boys was like, uh, ghost riding the whipping Cali. This is, they on, they ghost riding that whole while that whole sitting on two wheels. Like, and they just doing this shit for social media. And then when they was getting interviewed, they would tell them, the interviewer, that, oh, yeah, man, it's 100% safe. Bruh, how is it 100% safe when you're going 50 miles up the road on two wheels? When when the vehicle's designed to be on four. Four. I thought it was designed to be on four. If they're not even safe on four, and you tell them it's 100% safe on two, I don't know who to trust anymore. I can't believe it. Again, back to
1: to the technology. And like you say, you think that people are getting smart, but they're getting dumber. They're getting dumber because they're not forced to interact face-to-face with somebody. Have a liaison. You have a, a Google that you can go to before you respond back. You have something that... That delays you. You have a vocabulary at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. You can type in, I, I want to say this word. I want to type, I want to say, um, I want to say smart, but I don't want to say smart. Let me type in Microsoft Word. Let me highlight it. Let me look up some synonyms. Oh, I can get educated. I can get knowledgeable. I can oh, yeah. get all these other yeah. things to make me sound smarter than I really am. But then
2: you got to meet them in person one day. And that's what, and that's, that's, what, that's why I feel, that's why. I but, even, but even with that, hell, they're making sex dolls now.
1: You can talk somebody up on the internet then go to your room and have sex with this $10,000 doll, put it in the bathtub, clean that whole lot and then you basically
2: had a relationship. You basically had a date. Honestly. You haven't left your house. Yeah, left the house or bought her no food. You <laughs> just
1: okay, you probably
2: didn't even feed yourself. You Man. probably made a
1: badass bowl of cereal. By the way, I had a bowl of cereal for dinner tonight. And look, Wow, I was in the grocery store and I was like, "Damn, what I'm gonna eat?" And I was like, "I got a fresh box of cereal." <laughs> what
2: type of cereal was it?
1: It's the uh, the Kellogg cinnamon cinnamon um, cinnamon yogurt. Very good. Oh, it's probably, pretty fancy. Probably not the healthiest, but very good. Hey, it is what it is. You I ain't do, tripping. I do have to go to a special store to get it. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's just not in Walmart. Whole Foods. See, I can't be
2: telling
1: <laughs> I'm always heading to Whole Foods if you, if you need me to pick up something.
2: Wow. <laughs> you need me to
1: pick up something. I'm always heading to Whole Foods. Sprouts, Trader Joe's, wow. you know.
2: Man. But that sex doll, man, that sex doll is a trip, though, because I kind of just feel like that's pretty affordable c- compared to If you think about what a lot of people buy, from, the things that people buy. In the longevity of how they, as long as they have them, something that will probably cost $10, $15, 000, well, shit, fifteen thousand, let's talk about a degree. A lot of people have degrees that are probably thirty k, and they ain't really doing shit with them. So imagine being able to put out a you know a, a payment plan on a fifteen k sex doll or ten thousand dollar sex doll. It's a lot of men out there that's gonna do that, man. At the same time, like you said, ten thousand dollars is affordable
1: if you're if it's if it's being compared to dating, in one year. Like, like like dating my ex a few years back when the Rockets went to the Western Conference Finals against Golden State, yeah. we were going to playoff games. Okay, that's two hundred some dollars a piece a ticket. So you got to a thousand. So I, fast. I got to a thousand pretty quick, you know, and that's that was probably in a month and a half span.
2: You, I can tell you right now, there's a lot of people probably listening right now that in it's we're, we're aware we're in May of, of two thousand seventeen. Yep. There's it's a lot of people probably spent ten grand on just their shopping habits already. Like getting shoes and stuff, and um, easily. I'm just saying. Easily. I mean People that I've already went on trips they probably cost ten k, fifteen k for a sex doll. It's dog. just allocating the funds. And it, that's it. And if they tell you, oh, we'll put you on a payment plan, how I many people are still paying for their living rooms? I bet. I
1: bet you, if I add up all the bullshit that I buy, buy throughout a year, I'll probably spend more than ten k. Easily.
2: Easily.
1: Easily. And I didn't sleep with it.
2: <laughs> you probably, I probably did.
1: didn't sleep with it. It probably
2: did not get your rocks off.
1: No. Not at all.
2: Yeah, but that, but technology is coming to the point where it's 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 definitely becoming a crutch for people. Like I say, I always say it has its pros and cons and for me personally I just kinda feel like Throughout the day I like to take my breaks from it, turn my phone off for like an hour or two, you know, get into the habit of turning my phone off earlier when I'm going up going to bed at night. Just because I know in a ten to twelve hour day, I probably look at my phone five or six hours a day, just laughing at memes and dumb shit. But I kinda feel like I I I tend to feel proud of myself when I know that I could just stop. You know, it's a lot of people out there that just can't stop. They literally, there's some people out there that can't watch a movie or can't watch TV because they have their phone in their hand for so long. That's why I love going to the movies. I know when I go to the movies, my phone is going off. I don't play that text text during the movie shit. Because if I take you out of the date and you text it during my movie, you're getting sued. <laughs> you got to. First of
1: all, first of all, not only are you getting sued, but you probably going to get these hands. <laughs> Cause, see, they he he was suing for seventeen dollars and some change. bro. I don't know where the hell he went to the now movies was at. was seventeen dollars and thirty-one cents, man. I don't know where he went.
2: Um, i tell you, I get deals on movies all the time, though. He must. Well, you can't sue if you got a
1: deal. You only can sue if you pay full price. My, she don't know if opinion. I got a deal or not. Uh-uh.
2: She get sued for seventeen bucks. Seventeen bucks, she get sued. You sat there during Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Let me tell you something. I man. heard
1: that's better than the Avengers too. <sighs> Heard. I haven't seen it that you, you know just, me
2: I'm going to just do it like this because I know you haven't watched it yet see the thing about Guardians of the Galaxy 1 to me which made it so great was I don't know much I didn't know much about Guardians of the Galaxy I know it's it's a it's a faction of Guardians of the Galaxy that I do know about which is the Nova Corps and I like the Nova Corps because I like Young Nova and Young Nova is dope and my son likes Young Nova and he's supposed to be a part of Guardians of the Galaxy but I think they're going to break off with their own thing so he's the only person I knew anything about so, when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 1, I'm like, man, it's it's they're some interesting characters. So, no matter what, from beginning to end on Guardians of the Galaxy 1, it was a good movie and it caught me by surprise. Just like Ant-Man did. So, I feel like it, since it caught me by surprise when I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I was expecting pretty much a good movie anyway. So, I got a good movie, but it didn't catch me by surprise. So, I just kind of felt like it was a good movie. You know, I it, it, didn't, it, it broke my heart a little bit. But... It broke my heart because it had it got emotional. I guess that's what Marvel's going for now. They're trying to make people cry at the movie theater. <laughs> hey, stop it! They, you see, they made Logan black and white.
1: Yeah,
2: that's how sad Logan is. It has to be black and white.
1: Bro, Logan didn't get sad. Well, okay, Logan was sad the whole time. You knew he was dying. You knew he was dying. God,
2: man. But anyways, yeah, Guardians. of Guardians of the Galaxy was a solid enough movie to, for me. If I take you out to a movie. A Marvel movie? A superhero movie? If I take you out, I spend $17.31, and you just sit there and text the whole time? That's very disrespectful, first of all. It's rude to people sitting behind us. And guess what? You're going to get my money back.
1: What I really want to do is to go out on a date. It's like, look, like, look. you know what? We're going to leave our phones at the house. Not in the car. Not, you know, we're going to leave them in our pockets or in our purses. like, let's leave the phone at the house see where this goes because if we sit here and we have this phone in between us the whole time we'll never know what our conversation is like because we'll be able to le- look to this phone and pull up something real quick to help pass the time so i don't i don't i don't even want the phone on my dates if that's if that's ever at all possible like i try to be considerate to people who have stuff going on you know oh you you, you got family or whatever you no know, because lord forbid that you be out on a date and something bad happens and people are trying to get a hold of you and everything like that, but uh, it, the phone just takes so much away from the conversation, just the presence of the phone being there.
2: But that still goes back to last week, which somebody simply saying, removing social media, because we know... The main thing that somebody's getting on when they're in your presence, if you're not really entertaining them the correct way, they're jumping to social media. They got three or four choices these days. They got Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Come on, man! People have all that in their phone. So if you're if you're telling them, hey, keep the phone in the house, keep the phone in the car, I feel like that's that's a, that's a step that's a step away from remove, remove social media, you know, to enhance conversation, which we really didn't talk about a lot last week to enhance conversation I think the key to that is one you have to get into the habit of talking to people more one on one that's that's one two you definitely have to remove distractions and then three you have to make sure that when you're talking to somebody you you have good body language and when, as the conversation is going on You're giving them the motivation To want to continue the conversation And, I, and it's
1: it's listening to what they're saying And not just, just thinking about what you're finna say next
2: And it's actually this It's funny because this podcast has taught me that Because I remember at the beginning of this podcast When we first started doing it You'd be talking And I'd just be like I can't wait to this nigga shut up So I can get my t- <laughs> <laughs> So I can talk So I can talk <laughs> I got now, some shit I gotta say But now I literally have to listen Because I would go back and listen to shows And be like Damn I didn't even realize Jay said that I'm just like in my own little world. But, I mean, we you're still going to struggle with that because the human mind, it, it, it only... It plays, latches on. Like, yeah, you, you, know, you will
1: say something and I'll latch on to it and then you'll talk for a couple more minutes and it's like, well, crap. I latched on to what I had a response to and I missed everything that came after that. Pretty
2: much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, but I mean, the def- reason we're able to converse well with other people, I think, is because we practice conversing Simply by sitting here and doing this for an hour to an hour and a half, and the funniest thing that people always tell me is when they text me, they be like, "Man, you text just how you talk," and I be so confused when people tell me that. I'm like, "What am I supposed to text like? <laughs> am I supposed to be some other person when I text?" Like
1: everything in shorthand that don't. That, that's incomplete. I tell my son not to do
2: that. I hate when my son texts shorthand because I say, "Hey, you keep doing that, and it's gonna translate into the real world. You gotta text." how you talk. And then you're going to start
1: writing that way.
2: Yeah. Oh man. And he loves math and I'm more of an English and history guy. So I know with him, it is going to be easier for him to fuck off his English and start writing that way. But I, I just got to stay on his ass. And I, and I tell any young parent out there, don't text to your child. If you're texting to your child in shorthand, or if you are make a habit of trying to correct yourself and them, because it's it's just better for them in the long run. It's, it's not, no matter what, for the next 20 or 30 years, you're still going to be dealing with the generation of people that still speak correctly. Maybe another 50, 60 years, the the people that can't speak proper English will take over. But I would still say for the next two decades, you're still going to be talking and dealing with people that do know how to speak correctly. And it's good to learn simple English because no matter what, especially like if you're living down south in Texas or California or Arizona... You already got people still taking your jobs cause they can speak Spanish. You know, Ooh. you know. So you barely can speak English, then you can't even speak Spanish, then y'all a lot of y'all really gonna be jobless but be- jobless because not only that, you got technology coming through with the automation where when you ordering your burger a couple years from now, you're gonna be dealing with computers. You ain't gonna be dealing with people at case, all. You know what? They're gonna have a computer that's bilingual and English and French and Asian. And might throw in some Greek in there just to piss you off.
1: And it's going to get your order perfect. The
2: first time. The
1: first time.
2: And the slushy machine going to work.
1: All the at, time. Always. At, at midnight. You take, you take human error out of it.
2: You take human error. I mean, the only thing that you're going to need a human for is to fix the machines. Because you they're not going to be self-fixing machines. No. You always need humans for that. That's why it's good to get your black children, to get whatever children, into the mindset of sports and everything is and everything. Start looking at IT. People are criminals. People people are going to be breaking the law for the rest of our lives. Get them into law school. Like expand as 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 people and stop trying to put the blame on the government when that shit is that shit is so old. Like, going back all the way to the intro. I don't care if you're the first black senator or the first black police officer in your area. That shit doesn't mean nothing to me if you're not doing. For the community, which is supposed to do, and that's actually giving other black kids hope simply by giving them an opportunity, giving them an avenue. One thing I hated about the Olympics to pass so long—the one that just passed—the one thing I hated about it so much was was this... her name's Manuel? What's her name? Something Manual, right?
1: Ooh.
2: The chick, the uh, the female that did this. Sw- she did the swimming thing, and like she's from Houston. Oh yeah, yeah. Her, I her, don't, some, was some, it Simone? She, she, she's Simone, she's too. Simone too. Yeah. So Simone Manuel... Simply was just greater than everybody out there, blew everybody out the water. But they just kept sticking on to the fact that she's the first black, the first black, the first black. Personally, I hated that because as a and Serena, and that's one of the reasons why I have respect for Serena because she was like, no matter what, you could keep saying I'm the first black, this first black, the first black, whatever, but as an athlete, I'm great. Yeah. I'm a great. I'm, I'm the first person. I'm the first. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, but you want to put that black in front of it to make it feel more special. But to, but to me as an individual, I kind of know how that feels because simply just being the first um, graduate from my family, you know, like well, from from out of my brothers, I, that's all that that was cool to me. Like I, you saying, oh, he's the first black graduate? Of course I am. You know, black, my family's he, black. Black <laughs> people exist. Yeah, we are in a America. We're in a freaking melting pot of of cultures. You don't have to, you don't have to um, point out the fact that it's the first black all the time because I'm pretty sure a first Chinese has done something. I'm pretty sure a first Japanese has done something. But because that was the
1: first white guy to graduate from an HBCU, you that know what I'm saying?
2: Because they don't treat them people like handicaps, like they're handicapped, you don't really hear about it. But I know that there is a Samoan or somebody that was the, you know, the first quarterback or something. You know, if it's black, gotta speak. You gotta gotta treat them special. You still ain't gave us the 40 acres and the mule. Stop trying to, you know, substitute it with all this other little bullshit because the first black quarterback to do this, all you're telling me is that y'all been fucking us over for so long. You ain't got to make that prevalent. You ain't got to put that in our face. We know already.
1: You don't hear that a lot in the NBA, though
2: we dominate them NBA. <laughs> you
1: know what I'm saying? It's, oh, he's the first player since Jordan. Or he's the first since Bill Russell. You don't that, you don't attach a race to it? because out nine, nine times out of ten is it's a, it's a black guy anyway. Man. Exactly. That you don't, you don't, you, don't hear the, you don't hear him say, Well, <laughs> um Thompson's the first I don't even know if he's mixed or not so I don't know. He's throw very it out mixed.
2: There.
1: It's easy to tell. I mean it? you would say that about Steph
2: too but Steph is mixed. His mom's white isn't she? No, his mom's not. Man, white. Man, one of them, one of them white, bro. One of them. White. white. Man, one of them, well, one of them is half white. One of them has to be half white. Yeah. They have to be. Maybe. Dog. Maybe. I, I did. I did hear his mom was attractive, but I just know that she. When I, they actually posted her on Mother's Day. Yeah. And that's when I saw her. and I'm like, she got to be mixed. Like she's just not, or they're French, which to me is still mixed. But whatever. That <laughs> motherfucker right there is biracial as fuck. He ain't no nigga. He got nigga hair though. He do got he, him, hair. him and him Kevin Durant do got nigga hair. Yeah, Kevin Durant got hair. His hair he gonna his. bald,
1: because
2: yeah, he doesn't take care of his hair. Is that what it is? He doesn't take care of his hair. It's so like, he just
1: don't brush his hair. Don't brush his hair. Don't look like he conditions it or anything. Like
2: Kyrie Irving that. and Isaiah Thomas got that syndrome too, though. That's they just, why they keep that shit low. That's why Kyrie
1: Irving gets the extra low cut, just cause, so you don't have to take care of You're it. You just <laughs> too busy to brush your hair.
2: Man, that's crazy, dog. That's that's the type of life I wanna live.
1: You gotta be a millionaire to live that
2: I life. guess, man. But see, I'm too busy to brush my hair. I just get up.
1: Get up. I ain't even gonna put the do rag on before I go to bed and nothing like that. Because it's just laid out. No pink, no pink oil moisturizer, nothing like that. I'm but sure. LeBron is the opposite though. LeBron is doing everything he can to take care of his hair. Is, I, and by the time he's retired, he, he cutting his hair.
2: He, by the time has he, to. Go, he gonna have to go bald. He just has to. For the culture.
1: For the culture. <laughs> do it for the vibe.
2: Man. But yeah. Uh, Anyways, uh, rambling. That's what we do here. I did Rambles. have a, a a question that you brought to my my attention, like because you were telling me you were saying something about last week how your mama really couldn't say shit to you because you help her pay the phone bill and you know said you 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 I told you you're son of the year you're a good son.
1: Oh, I tried. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I, but in case my mama does listen to this, mommy, you can say something to me all the time. Don't listen. To oh, okay, don't man. listen to well. I've never, I've never said that you can't tell me shit. I've never <laughs> said that. You get, I love you. Okay, okay. I love you.
2: My thing is, as as a man dealing with a woman, what has been the perception of you being, you know, that close to your mom? Has it ever caused issues? Like, like has it ever been a problem? Like, do I ever look at you like a mama's boy?
1: I've never, I've never been called a mama's boy. I mean, cause it's not, it's not like I'll, I'll break stride and, and you know, put my mom first above anybody and, and everything. But if she needs something urgent, of course. But you know, if she's like, oh, well, I need you to come fix my cable. I'm not leaving at eight o'clock at the night, at night to go fix her cable or anything like that. Gotcha. But it's. A lot of a lot of women are intimidated of my mother for some reason. Actually I take that back. A lot of people are intimidated of my mother for some reason. Even in high school, my friends would be like, Yeah, Jay, I'm not coming over. Kinda scared of your mom. Really? My mom doesn't. I mean, I guess but she's my mom, so I know she's not intimidating. And but when you see her you see you see I guess you see angry black woman and but like I told you, my mom was cool, you know, she'd come to the school, pick us up from basketball practice or something. She had there shooting jump shots and stuff like that. She was cool, so and other and I guess other black people understood it because they have similar moms. Like our moms oh, are so
2: like kids that will say stuff like yeah, this? Uh,
1: but like we know our moms are are stern. Yeah, like it's not our moms. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna be able to say anything fly to my mom mm-hmm. and it just get by. Like mm-hmm. she's stern. You know her word her word is her word. Mm-hmm. What she says goes. But um women that I've dated, I've always been like, you know, your mom scares me. Your mom and me and my mom actually had this conversation. Uh, a few weeks ago, because she's dating dating somebody, and I met him recently. And she he asked her, he's like, "Oh, well, what does Jay think about me? What does Jay think about her?" She's like, "Hell, I don't know. I don't care, because that's the type of relationship that we have. Like anybody that I've dated, whether she liked him or not, she's she hasn't told me till maybe afterwards, because she doesn't want to influence me in either exactly. in, in any way. She's looking, she's like, then, I
2: know it wasn't gonna work."
1: Sometimes she does that. Sometimes she does that, and even and even when she doesn't, it's like she doesn't care, cause in that moment I'm happy, and that's all she really cares about. Mm-hmm. She doesn't care about how I got to the happiness, but as long as I'm happy, that's all she cares about. Then afterwards, if I'm if I'm pissed or I'm upset about how things played out, you know, she that's that's when she'll tell me her truths. So like, yeah, that just the way that whole thing started. I just knew it wasn't gonna go right. But you know, you gotta learn. You gotta make. You gotta live for yourself. You gotta you gotta make those own, your, those choices by yourself. But as far as being a mama's boy, I've never been considered a mama's boy.
2: Okay, uh, but I guess my response to that and my advice to any woman out there, um, take it from this perspective, if you're dealing with somebody that you feel is a mama's boy, I would say you should kind of be happy because one, you shouldn't be trying to trying to jockey for position over somebody that gave birth to this man. But so not while you're dating him. Yeah. Don't try to jockey for position. What you should do is cherish the fact that you're dealing with a man that knows how to treat a woman, especially if he even has a sister that he treats well. And that, that really to me is, is a plus if you look at it from that perspective and don't look at it from a perspective, like damn, I'm trying to jockey for position because you don't need to do that. Everything is not a competition, you know, like, that's pretty much it. Everything is in a competition. You don't have to be above his mom on the same level as his mama. You'll know what you mean when that wedding ring come out.
1: You don't have to. You don't have to be number one in every category, like you said. You're not jockeying for position, like because there's gonna be a time when he's not number one in every category. Of course, either, I never try to 90. compete with
2: somebody's dad. No, ever. I'm like not. I know my 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 first that I was really with, like the one we, we were serious, and like. Never. I When I used to see her dad, me and her dad were cool as hell. And I would see him and the things that he taught me and the things that he taught her, like I knew I, it would be years before I can really live up to what he did. And I could just respect it. I had no reason to try to be like him. I'm like, I'm learning from him. Mm -hmm. I respect this dude. So no matter what, I know she's going to respect me from, from getting knowledge from him and us getting along. That's all that matters. Like, Why would I try to go in there and try to be better than her dad or one-up her dad? That's dumb.
1: For, for me, growing up in a household where I didn't have that father figure, when I would date girls who had both parents in their lives and I would see what a a, a man's role in the house is, it was, a, it was an educational session. Because if I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be the man in my house and I'm going to be there for my children, I need to see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Like I know, of course, you know it's a it's a learning process, and you're gonna learn as you go through it. But to see it in action and see it applied, like that's where I end up. Uh, like the girls that I date, that's what I end up seeing the respect and getting the respect for their dads because I see that they're around. Mm-hmm. I see that you know they're there when you need them to come put something together or take something down yeah, or yeah. you know because they're taking care of their child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know because it's still their responsibility until. I marry them or something like that. But, Definitely. And that's and that's an example that needs to be that you can teach to that's not even people that aren't even your own kids.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um and it's funny that we talk about this because I mean, even coming off Mother's Day and with the whole romper situation and everybody looking like the romper kids, the romper men are from fatherless homes. And I'm just like, man, you you're sitting here talking to two people that grew up in fatherless homes. I mean, I know I did. You grew up in you know, and out of the group of people that I know, I only know one dude that is more in the fashion than most of us. But I still wouldn't consider him feminine or anything, but I still feel like growing up in a fatherless home doesn't have the same effect on everybody. So I can't put that blame on that. All I can simply say is that maybe the influence of the woman-to-son relationship was just heavier to the point where that divided line wasn't there. And I yeah. always feel like, even with with anybody, like I, I know i got plenty of homegirls that that I that I that I uh keep in touch with from time to time that have children and they know how to draw that line like I'm the mama I'm not your friend and I think maybe that's probably what affected the romper men they were probably like more that's like my big sister because we already know how it goes when when the when your the big man,
1: mama or grandma ends up raising you
2: you know or or. When the, when the father leaves the house and all of a sudden you become the man of the house and you ba- you basically become like the, the substitute hus- husband until your, you know, until your mom can finally find a man. One of my favorite episodes, ironically, on Ma- Master of None was Denise's coming out episode. Yeah, I felt like that episode was important because it's relevant to this because no matter what Angela Bassett felt like she did wrong, there was there was nothing that there was nothing that she did wrong. Yeah, she was then she, she was, was she
1: was gay. She was always gay. You know, she
2: it was no matter no matter even if I see it as a choice, like I felt I I still feel like she sat there and she looked and she said she told her she she felt looking at women was more appealing. You know, kind of hard to sit there and say that she literally made that decision, but I felt like at some point in her life she could look at men, she could look at a man and say oh, I really don't like him. You know, and she'll look at a woman like, I really find that attractive, mm-hmm. and her, I feel like that's one thing, but her transition into becoming more butch, there was nothing you could really do about that because you were allowing your child to be free, yeah. you know, and she treated her child like she, that was the mother, that was the daughter, and it was just like, there was nothing you could do about that sometimes, so once again, these this romper, this romper trend that's going, I can't blame it on the father father's home, I can only say that um more than likely uh these these people that are doing this you know they're they're really in the fashion um and if their mothers or sisters had any type of influence on them it's because that's where they probably got their style from that's who they probably got a lot of advice from and like you said earlier, it's a lot of women out there that's encouraging this, saying, oh, man, you know, you know the chisel-looking dude over there, he look good in the romper. He could wear the romper. So that encourages a guy. I mean, that's like the skinny jean thing that came about. It was some females that didn't like it, and it was some females that felt it looked cute. It's. I think that the dudes that wear the V-necks that come all the way down to where you can damn near see their uh, belly button, I feel like that shit gay. But they wear it because women encourage it.
1: And and you you cater to the masses, basically. That's why a lot of men have beards right now.
2: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Women
1: started loving beards. Start posting. You started names growing about, yeah. growing your beard out. Like, yeah, I mean, and that's, they, like Dave Chappelle said it um, in the "Killing Me Softly" stand up. He said, you know, if I could fuck a woman in a box, I would. Mm-hmm. But women aren't attracted to. Oh, Niggas that live in boxes. Yeah. They're attracted to Ferraris and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, they're attracted to, to success, to kind of paraphrase what he said. So, therefore, I strive to be successful and to look successful.
2: Yeah, and that's even when, even talk about, you know, our barber. I remember he had posted something about being well-groomed and, you know, having your hygiene together and all that. And I'm sitting there, like, thinking, like, and that's kind of where it starts. You know, the dudes start going out getting the manicures, the pedicures, and then it just, it just, it just evolves more. Next thing you know, they probably getting their eyebrows done. The next thing you know, they getting a haircut every week instead of every two weeks, you know, and, and eventually it becomes such a need to To look successful and to look so neat and to, because to me it's a difference between being a gentleman and being a metrosexual. And I feel like we have a lot more ge- metrosexuals out here now, and you don't just have that gentleman look anymore. When I think a gentleman, I think of James Bond. Yeah. When I think of metro, I think of you know. You're gonna have a brighter East color, or, or, more, or fake, more for real. Exactly. you I want
1: to say, yeah, exactly, flamboyant. Yeah. Not to associate that with being um, homosexual, homosexual but, or anything, but but it's very close. I don't even say it's very close. It's I think it's it's, a, it's attention grabbing. It's very, that, that's what it you is. Go. You want to put it. on something that's going to grab a lot of attention. Exactly. Like you like you say, James Bond, classic. Mm-hmm. You know, black, white, classic. Yeah. But then you start getting, you know, brighter colors. Cameron's and the pink polos and stuff like that. Or, or the pink minks that Cameron yep. had and everything, it's it's more flamboyant. It's it's the hey look at me. It's the, hey look at me. Definitely. Instead and that's of, what
2: Frank Lucas preached against. Yeah. You know. And, I, and that's why. I In kind of, any mobster movie, just think about it. Shit didn't go bad. Until you started flossing. Until I started flossing, man. You that's, started the, flossing. that's when everything goes bad, when yeah. you started flossing. And, and and that's been, I guess, because I grew up in that. I mean, I really experienced the 90s. Like, I wasn't a 90s baby. I was an 80s baby. So I experienced the 90s, and I always felt like that just made sense. I didn't want to be flashy and be seen. Even when I was out there doing my thing, I, was, I wasn't I was out there trying to rock the, uh, the, the whole Adidas jumpsuit or get the velour. <laughs> like, I wasn't out there trying to be seen. Like... I you wasn't money making, Mitch. You know, i, I was the white tee, black tee, like trying to stay out the cut. You know, you what ace boogie. It, I feel like it was simpler to be that way, and it, it for for the most part, it kept me out of trouble. Most of these cats, like you said, nowadays are getting in trouble because everybody see them. You know, you, you look at their cars; everybody see their cars.
1: You on Instagram, you on Snapchat, dropping money, dropping money,
2: and and, and and the women are encouraging that. Like you can't be, you really can't be mad at this romper trend when. You already know you're dealing with dudes that take more selfies than you. They're in a nail shop getting pedicures and manicures just as much as you do. You're dealing with a dude that's maybe a few ounces of estrogen away from being you. <laughs> and you,
1: you write about that though. Just
2: saying, it's, it's 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 only fair. Like, how can you be mad? Like, I just like I know I know some dudes that's probably undercover. And, it's, it, it, and if they're not undercover, they they present themselves that way. And it's people that think that of them. And I look at them and I'm just like, hey, man, you're doing a lot of things that make you look that way. And you have to understand that coming from the black community, no matter what, the real world black community, we still don't accept homosexuality like that. No. On, online, we may, you know, be tolerable of it. We may watch TV shows that have it and just be like, hey, you know, I'm a bear with it because I know it's reality now. But all in all, the black community is pretty conservative and they pretty much know that 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 the homosexuality ain't what's up because no matter what anybody says, it's not going to promote um manhood. And you can't sit there and talk about you, you want you want men to be manlier or you want men to be tougher or 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 blah 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 blah, but then you encourage them to to pretty much transition over to this softer type of man. It's hard to balance that. Women barely can balance it. So what makes you think a man is going to balance it? I mean, balancing mascul- masculinity and, fem- and femininity is not the easiest thing in the it world. It's
1: very hard. You yeah. want at the, you want me to be the provider, the strong backbone of the family, but you also want me to be in touch with my, my feelings and my emotions and to be able to truly express myself to you and it's very hard. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned earlier, coming from... A fatherless household even even at 29 I really don't know how to express my emotions fully. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the stuff I still keep ball, bottled up and just say like, you know, fuck it, that's life. That's this is what happens, mm-hmm. you know, because I've, I've, I've never had a man say, you know hey, sometimes you're weak. Sometimes that emotion comes out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to check that. And sometimes you have to hold it. But not knowing when those times are appropriate is something you have to learn now the proper guidance is just something that you learn through trial and error. It's true. Sometimes like even even in relationships, you know, you might have a girl say, oh well I didn't know you felt like this about me. I know well and, and you're not really expressing your emotions until it's far too late. Mm-hmm. Like the relationship is done now. She's walked away because you haven't been giving her the attention she feels that she needs. And you're like, well how did you know, you know, I was I I do this and I do that and I do this, but but you never said it. You never said it. You probably thought you were showing it. She probably thought that was just you being you, and you never said it. You never showed your passion. And so, like you said, that's a that's a fine line to walk because we think women are supposed to be the ones that are always emotional, that can't, you know, do anything without crying. Which I don't think they can. But, you know, that's how, that's how we're taught. Women cry, we man up. We, women cry, we do push-ups. That's how we're taught. And if you don't have that father figure that's like, you know what, sometimes, you know, you lost. It hurts to lose. Sometimes you cry when you lose. You got to keep going. Mm -hmm. You just don't cry and just stop. You keep going. Mm -hmm. And that's a tough lesson to learn. That's an even tougher lesson to teach
2: yourself. Mm -hmm. I think the crazy thing about that, the most critical thing about that is, is when you look at, especially in the black community, when you look at both sides of that, you have the, the little boy that grew up in a fatherless home. And... He's with his mom. So more than likely, he sees his mom in one way as this emotional creature probably. He probably sees his mom cry a lot. So therefore, as he sees women, he always, he grows up feeling like, I've always had to take care of my mama. I've always had to be there when my mama was hurt, blah, blah. So he grows up seeing women as kind of weak. But then on the other side, the the, the girl is growing up in a fatherless home as well. So she's just growing up to be like her mom. Mm-hmm. You, see the, you see the variable there that hurts it? the girl doesn't know how to treat a man or doesn't really know how to deal with a man because if the, if the father's not in the picture, I mean, I'm not saying this is all the time, but it's highly likely that if this girl grows up in a fatherless home and no brothers and probably just some boy cousins or whatever, she doesn't know how to deal with a man 24-7, so that hurts too. So that fatherless that fatherless child, it really hurts across the board because it's one, it's one perception and another... Uh, lifestyle, and then they come together, and it's just a bunch of assumptions. This 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 girl is being told by her mom possibly that your dad ain't shit, and blah blah blah. All men
1: ain't shit. Every time a man leaves, they ain't shit. Or
2: or simply she's just she's just painting a picture of the dad that's not very favorable, even if it's not ain't shit. And then once again, the 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 mom on this side, even if she's not bashing her dad, and the dad has just disappeared, she never speaks to the dad because that's how I grew up. I never heard shit about my dad mm-hmm. until probably like seven, eight years ago. You know what I'm saying? But growing up, my dad was never a factor. So I grew up not knowing, you know, how a dad's supposed to be. So all I saw was my mom. And that happens a lot of times. Some some parents just suppress those things and you'll just be sitting there like, you know, my dad disappeared. You know, like dad is, you know, just, you know, he's he's a ghost. It's my dad. I know some of you that, that said their dad was Jesus. You know, it's, they said it for real, too. It wasn't joking. I'm being for real. <laughs>
1: but uh, well, I mean, because what do you do when you're a single mother and have kids? You put them in the
2: church. You know how that goes.
1: You go to church all the time.
2: <sighs> you know how that goes.
1: That's another story. I'm no story. <laughs> oh,
2: God. But um, uh, I think my last thing that I had in my mind that I had, was thinking this week was uh, when, we, when we always talk about love and all this and, you know, I was just—I realized that you know we're, we're reaching the age where you know people are getting married and you know it seems like you know sing, being single technically isn't the thing to be because if you're single, you're looked at as a whore or a thought or whatever. So, like, or are you just seen as a failure? Yeah, and, and then women are seen at as seen as you know she must be crazy. You know she look good. She thirty. She ain't got no man. Something must be wrong with her. You know, and kind of just feel like no matter what. Come to that, it's still, it's still a part of me that says, if you're single and you're not lonely, I guess in my mind, I'm thinking like, do single and lonely, do they go hand in hand or you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, I
1: think you can be single and not be lonely.
2: Okay. I mean, cause for me, I mean, I feel like that's true, but As I look out, look outward, I kind of feel like everybody just sees, you know, single people as these people that just crave attention and want, they need somebody. Oh yeah, you look at them
1: as lonely. Especially like if you're in a relationship and you're around a bunch of people that are in relationships and there's one or two single people out of the group, you look at them as being lonely because they, you don't, when you're, when you're single, you do, you either do stuff by yourself or you do stuff with people. And Whatever whenever you're calling people that are in a relationship, they just think that you're lonely, if that makes any sense. That makes if, sense. Because if you if you do it, if you do stuff by yourself, you're not telling anybody, you're just gonna go do it. Like if I go to the movies by myself, I'm just gonna go do it. But if I call the boys and, and everything, oh, y'all y'all talking about hitting this movie up, y'all talking about man, me and Bay doing this, me and Bay doing this, then they start thinking, Oh, he just lonely. You know, he <laughs> just that's what that's
2: what you think, right? <laughs> that, is, that is funny, yeah. That is that's funny what you though. think. Yeah, I, I know for me that's never the case, but as a even as somebody that identifies as an introvert and I really don't identify as that like that but I just look at it like I have enough common sense to know that you know, human interaction is necessary so it's like I don't want nobody to feel because me, I go out and have a damn good time with my damn self because no matter what if, if I go somewhere, more than likely, I'll probably be in the company of other people and I can make the best out of it. And I don't want nobody to be looking at me like, damn, man, you hit the block or you hit the scene and you ain't tell somebody. So I just, you know, I feel like it's a necessity if I do have people that I know probably ain't doing that reach out to them. Yeah. So it, it's funny that single people are looked at as in that way. I think it's probably more for women. They, they probably get more lonely. But yeah. I mean, I guess men. I mean, men can get lonely too. I know that. I just think that whole scenario probably came about because women probably tend to get lonelier than men faster but,
1: but I had a homeboy he he went through a bad breakup and then he, he was telling me he's like you know after that breakup I took I literally took six months to a year as he said I think it was closer to a year that I wasn't out there trying to get women I wasn't actively trying to be in a, a new relationship He's like, you know, how you supposed to work on yourself after you break up. It's good. You know, find. he's like, I you know, people do that for two weeks, two months or whatever. He's like, I took a full six months, a full year to actually learn myself. And he's like, and it, it seemed it seemed crazy, but he said during that whole time, like I wasn't trying to be in a relationship or anything. He's like, I would come across women and he said, I would tell them, you know, right now I'm not, you know, trying to be in a relationship. say, we can be friends, that's cool, but I'm letting you know ahead of time, I don't want to be in a relationship, I don't want it's not that I don't want to date you, I don't want to date anybody. I think that's the
2: healthiest thing in the world.
1: And if and if and I'm letting you know up front so that if you don't you're not feeling that or you want something more, you already know right now. Mm-hmm. And so you can make this educated decision right now. Mm-hmm. That if you want to be friends, cool, we can be friends. But he also threw in there that at, now if you offer me that ass, I'm gonna take it. Definitely, because you know, we all still have those physical urges that we won't satisfy. Exactly. exactly. But at the same time, I'm letting you know, us having sex doesn't put us into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And he said, that worked. Like, of course, women was like, all right, cool, you know, if you want to be friends, we Being can Being honest rich.
2: does work. You, you know, may not get what you want when you're honest, but it works. You don't end
1: up with what you don't want. There you go. A lot of the time. Yeah. So, I mean it's all, all how you look at it it's Maybe it's men that are lonely And maybe it's women that are lonely And maybe you know you just
2: find being single And there ain't nothing wrong with that You know it was a, What is it soligamy That's a thing I, It's a thing I, <laughs> I love myself so much I'm gonna marry myself gonna...
1: Bro man I heard First time I heard anything about that It was a, it was a many fresh track <laughs> he, said, he said self I love you <sighs> And it just sounded so good, like I—I I mean, that's one of my uh, favorite songs. It's called Ten Ways." It was by the—it um, was off the Big Times. I got that work album.
2: Uh, I remember listening to the album. Yeah, man, that was way back. That was like 2002.
1: That was way back, but but it was—it was just a Manny Fresh track. It was only Manny Fresh on he the track. He was one of my favorite producers too. Manny Fresh had
2: beats. Man, he dropped that shit on you, boy. You—you you finna move,
1: bro. Man, good time. Timbo, Timbo's still my favorite of all time. Timbo, Timbo nice, man. And it, it, I, I have a, I have a little bias because my cousin is his role manager, but Timbo got
2: beats. Hmm.
1: Timbo got
2: I, beats. I'm waiting to hear this new Bryson Tiller, man. I think the whole gonna jam. Shh.
1: What else you listening to?
2: Right now? Mm-hmm. I'm just listening to that Logic, dog. That Logic is I'm telling you, man. It's everything. That Logic is, to me, if Logic was just your average black dude, they would put him in the same, they, they would probably say he better than Kendrick, bro. Yeah. Or he, he's, he's fucking with him. Like, you listen to that album, you, you, you'll be like, yeah, he's he, not far, he not far at all. I think sometimes his with word, the energy, his word is yeah. Sometimes with the energy maybe, but once again, man, I, I really think a lot of shit today is just all hype. So if you really just sat there down with you know with certain music right now objectively and listen to it, man, he's definitely probably top five right now. I I, I stop listening to Big Sean shit. I'm not saying he's better than Big Sean because. It's a different mood. It, it's definitely, definitely a different mood. Definitely. But I, I, I think I think he brings more energy to the table than J. Cole at times. But it, I'm telling you, his that logic is, yeah, that shit is that shit's for everybody. Yeah. You know, and. um, Literally. Yeah, you know, yeah, Literally. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I, that's all I'm listening to right now. And I for some reason, I, I start listening to some, some old weekend, but you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. I think I think we didn't ran up the ran up the table.
1: Oh, what you watching? What you watching? We haven't we haven't done this segment in a while. Of what you listening to? What you watching? What you listening to? What you uh,
2: watching? I had I had finished Thirteen Reasons Why and Dear White People.
1: what did you think of Dear White People?
2: I think like I say I, I think it was just a parody, man. I think it was just it's I can't relate to it. It's not, it's not relatable to me. Was it entertaining? Yes, but it, it to me it was a parody of of real life in in a sense that it was still exaggerated. To an extent. And if it wasn't exaggerated, that just goes to further show. It. I don't relate to it. Like, I don't, I didn't, I didn't live the dorm life. I didn't do that. Like, so when I see it to me, it just seemed like a little, a bunch of corny little suburban kids, you know, complaining about, you know, a situation that they put themselves in. Yeah. I mean, before you went to that university, if you felt like that university was going to treat you that way, you should have just, should have went to HBCU. I mean, uh, it, a lot of shit. That we're putting ourselves in these days, we're kind of putting ourselves in those situations and then complaining about them. I mean, that's
1: that's what I say about the willingful segregation. Like, what was all, that Harvard or yeah, it's how, Harvard? Harvard that's that's having a separate black graduation. What
2: was the civil rights movement about?
1: Um, I think it was. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. It was about equality.
2: And what was the result of the civil rights movement?
1: Um, 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 it, was it, it was it equal rights?
2: And then let's just say. Were the water fountains like if they were at, they had segregated water fountains right yeah yeah you but had you had, had a sim- white only and then you had a colored water but after, one, after yeah. the civil rights movement and the abolition of the Jim Crow right, right.
1: they integrated right 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 where, where everybody was 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 viewed as equal
2: okay so niggas died for that shit right yeah, yeah. I want to say Martin Luther King he died right yeah. Malcolm X died for that, right? I died for this shit. I want to say uh, Huey P. Uh, he probably died for it, right. I I might have to do my googles, but
1: I think yeah, Huey I P. Mean, died for it.
2: I'm just saying, you know, and Fred Hampton, he was at 19 years old in the Chicago apartment, and FBI ran there and got him because he was fighting for equal rights. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he didn't want segregation. Come on. So we just did a is it a 180 or a 360? Uh, it's a 180. It's a 180. Because you,
1: you turned around. It, it, you were it. going straight. Now you're going backwards. That, wow. Harvard. Harvard. This I, is the same. We want we want a separate graduation. Why? We're segregating. Though as, for years we as, fought to be integrated. As hard as you fought to get into an Ivy League school where blacks aren't supposed to be technically. You want to get in there and then segregate yourself?
2: I'm telling you right now, Harvard, They're supposed to be like the top of the food chain and in, in, intelligence, The right? Ivy of the Ivies.
1: Or Yale, yeah, maybe. I don't know how, how that's all I mean, I know how Stanford, Stanford, Howard,
2: because you could have went to Howard, right? You could have went to Howard.
1: That's, that's, that's,
2: that's pretty black, I would Yeah, that, that's,
1: that's top black.
2: So you wouldn't have to have a,
1: a second game. Or, or is brown black? I
2: don't know. I don't know. I think nah. Uh, no, I don't think Brown is Brown is Brown is special. I know somebody that went to Brown, but anyways, um, so yeah, so we we people died for integration, and then we just come back to segregate it again. That's huh. man, that baffles me. But anyways, <sighs> it's one of those sides of just
1: heavy side.
2: Oh man, I'm so,
1: I'm so confused.
2: I'm so confused.
1: Apparently, this is what we want. Divided, whatever.
2: Oh man, it's just—I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I had <open> to help open the silence <laughs> for stupidity. Because I didn't graduate from the Ivy League,
1: but I either. know
2: for damn sure that it's a bunch of names I can run off that died just so Obama could get in office, supposedly, right? Allegedly. So, oh man, fuck is wrong with people these days?
1: I don't, I don't see how equality and segregation go hand in hand.
2: If I'm not mistaken, they don't at all.
1: It's like, what is it, oil and, oil and vinegar? Or they just don't, don't, just, yeah. I
2: don't think a lot of shit mixes with oil. I guess that's the problem. But I mean, you put yourself in a situation just so you can complain about it. it makes no sense can to we, you. Can't we all just be Kool-Aid? can't you just take the white
1: sugar with the colored powder and just mix it together into something that's so beautiful, something that's just so
2: delicious? Isn't that, like, like, homogenization or some shit?
1: Say, look, tell you about me and science.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I had to take you way back, man. You took that way back. My bad, man, my bad, man. But you got to do words of advice, man, because I'm just at a loss for words. I'm pretty sure before the uh, Vegas trip, we'll we'll have another – trending topic and we'll probably get back into race relations because uh, this racist shit just seems like it's going to be sticking around for another five six years or two until people forget
1: people are going to forget
2: See, they forgot throughout the 90s after that Rodney King shit about a couple of years later man everything just kind of felt normal man well the thing was
1: OJ was the answer to Rodney King
2: uh,
1: that was the balance like, that, like was the, jo- that was the, the Jordan era too. The, the, cops, the cops getting off for beating Rodney King Made it okay for OJ to get off. Mm-hmm. That was the balance. Like, all right, all right, cool. You know, we see your Rodney King, we give you OJ. That's a balance. We are gonna move on. Everybody know OJ was guilty. Everybody know them cops was guilty for beating Rodney King. Pretty much. And everybody walked away free. That's that's what it was.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eventually the the, the dream team came about. Jordan winning ships and yeah, shit just black. Black was black was black. It, was it, it, get,
1: black. it gets swept under the, war, under the rug. Like, I seen on Twitter earlier that he was talking about the, the Cleveland Killer guys. Like, you see anything about him having a funeral? Anything like I that? I shit about nothing, it. Nothing, nothing, uh-huh. nothing, nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Bueller?
1: Bueller? Bueller? No? Man. But words of advice?
2: Oh, uh, man, my words of advice are, man, um, since I ain't had nothing ready, but I just kind of feel like we need to just start trying to – I'm going to go back to what J. Cole said – Just go back and look into yourself more often and get a feeling for what you really like. And I know I've said this before, but people just got to start questioning their motives and questioning themselves more and really, really, really ask yourself if you're living the life that you want to live and you're not just pretending to live the life that you want to live. One of my favorite musicians, Kurt Cobain, said that if... You desire to be anybody else. Say something like this: If you desire to be anybody else, or you want to live like anybody else, you're basically wasting the life you have. So, very true. So, so be you and and stop putting on this front. You know, I think I just played Ross. You did, cause I saw that today. Nah, I wasn't gonna use that. But you okay? But yeah, man, just just be you and and stop putting on the front. Because one thing I think one thing that People suffer for the most these days is when they put it on the front. They end up going broke because they're not acting their wage. And the more and more you you try to pretend that you're Diddy, you're Jay Z, or you're somebody that you're not, you're only hurting yourself at the in, in the end. And eventually, you'll start hurting other people because people have to start picking up your slack. Um, and that really comes from a place, a personal place, because I get so tired of people telling me that they're working on themselves. Or they're trying to get their lives together, but then when I look up, they're doing the exact opposite. They're they're having more fun than I am, and I'm just like, hey, I understand that there, it, it's it's just you know, no, uh, you know, you gotta you gotta you got you can work and then you can play or whatever. But it's some people that just don't deserve to play. That's just my personal opinion. Some people need to focus and put their energy into places that are going to actually guarantee them that success of actually getting their fucking life together. <laughs>
1: That's it. Say, man, um, grass is cut; the snakes will show.
2: I gotta say that again.
1: The grass is cut; snakes will show.
2: Yeah, that is that is very accurate. That
1: needs no explanation. At Not all. at all. That being said, this has been the No Boundaries podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization